Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're joining us from around the world. Welcome to Web3 Warriors, episode 33. We are featuring Jigar, who's joining us back to talk about metaverse fashion, his awesome new avatars collection, and everything metaverse and digital fashion. So welcome, Jigar. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Doing good. Uh, Thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah. I know it's a little bit late on your side of the planet there in India. <laughs> Yep, yep, it's, it's around 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Okay, today. not too bad, not too bad. Cool. Thanks, Jagar, for joining yeah. us. Welcome again to the Web3 Warriors, everyone. I'm your host, David Karoma. Go by Chrome in the Metaverse. And here on episode 33, we will be revisiting the topic of digital fashion, uh, the Metaverse, as is a recurring theme on Web3 Warriors, and really just the future that we see, you know, with avatars, with the opportunity to really create a whole economy around the fashion and the digital wearables that exist within the Metaverse. And Jagar has been, you know, blazing that trend along with many others in the voxel space specifically, but also, you know, looking at other options, other metaverse options that are kind of coming up as we evolve here in this space. So it's a really exciting conversation. You know, we're always looking to touch base with creators on this kind of basis and see how things are evolving, how things are going. So thank you again, Jagar, for reconnecting with us. And I think it's really important to understand kind of where we are in the metaverse right now, you know, where our limitations are, whether it's hardware, you know, certain people can't even jump into a lot of these metaverses. Um, I think that's why CryptoVoxels has been fairly successful because it doesn't have that accessibility barrier. You know, you don't need a super good computer necessarily to jump into it. And um, it's also just a pretty cool sandbox for creators because it has a lot of kind of Minecraft similarities with its simplicity um, and really being able to break down, you know, voxel by voxel, you know, the assets that you're making and what you're building. And as I've said today with episode 33, we're really looking at digital fashion and the evolution of the metaverse. You know, like what is the economy going to look like six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, as the uh, hardware evolves, as the immersiveness kind of improves, and really just as people are more and more aware of the advantages of you know, working in Web3. And I think that especially you look at a lot of these young kids in Roblox, even Minecraft still, and they love it. They're having fun and that's great. But why not do the exact same thing in an ecosystem where you can actually turn around and trade the assets that you build? You can turn around and sell the assets that you build and actually be able to be rewarded for your creativity a bit better. You get to meet other people within the metaverse that are also building and you can all kind of help each other. And again, the creator economy is what we're focused on here. And I think in no other corner of the blockchain is the creator economy as kind of really versatile and innovative as what I see happening in the metaverse space. You know, we had Cyber Nerd Baby on here who are building just astronomical AR uh, digital assets that are just mind blowing. I think they recently won an award in Europe for um, their AR, AR quality at a big meta gathering. So they're, they're getting noticed and that's really exciting. You know, we've had uh, Ebro here who's building a lot in OVR and AR as well and learning a lot of 3D. Um, um, and so we're just really interested in looking at that side of things. You know, there's a big intersection, of course, with the gaming industry, right? Uh, as I've mentioned already, Roblox, Minecraft, you know, to a, a bigger extent, you can even look at games like Grand Theft Auto, which is by far the most successful game in history, Grand Theft Auto 5. It's been running for over 10 years now, and it's essentially a metaverse. Um, it's not a Web3 decentralized metaverse, but it is a very immersive and uh, entertaining experience that really just keeps people 
people hooked in. So if you see something like that, where the only thing you add is the ability to actually be able to trade your assets, create your assets and sell your assets within that world, you know, I think that's kind of the direction we're going. And so it's a really exciting topic. It is kind of a big part of the inspiration behind this entire podcast series, uh, because the metaverse is just so versatile and there's so much to discuss. So with that in mind, I'm really happy to have Jagar here, one of the leading minds uh, in voxels and specifically in this metaverse development and in this digital fashion space. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Opay as well as another person that I follow on Clubhouse. Um, I got to get her on the podcast some point because <laughs> uh, she's really into the, the fashion like the real core fashion of it and what's possible. Um, and she clearly has connections in the real world fashion industry as well, which is a very interesting intersection. Um, but Jagar, thank you again for joining us. Uh, maybe before we get any more of your background, I know you were with us in season one. You did kind of tell us about how you had this, you know, long career kind of building in 3D and essentially making real life wearables before you jumped into the digital world and started making digital wearables, which is really fascinating. Not many people, I think, building digital assets had that kind of history of building actual real life 3D assets before jumping in here. Um, so I would just be curious, you know, how has your work kind of evolved since maybe season one when we talked to you and talked about your 3D printing history and how that kind of came into effect in the metaverse? Um, how has your work style evolved? And then we can jump into a little bit more of your projects. But welcome, Jagar. How are you doing? How are things going? <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that long introduction. It's always good. Yeah, it's it's been a very good journey. I think I've grown every day. I know it's been bare and seeing someone saying something, someone say that it's been good is a bit difficult part, but that's good. Luckily, it's 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 been good for me. I and I've grown this last project. I know you wanted to talk about the last project later, but a a, a part of your question is is the project. What happened was I started off with something, and by the time I had the last last piece that I was working on. I went, I had to go back to the first piece because in the whole journey from start to end, I had learned so much. And, oh. and it, it's, it's crazy how I had to go back to the first one and started adding because that's, that's the beauty about art. That's, that's like, I think I've learned that very, very early in my age that it could be the smallest or the simplest artwork. But if you do it every day, you can make that simple work go to you know break pounds i think in this last project that i had i surprised myself i literally surprised myself the things i added basically it's just voxels at the end of the day mm -hmm. but from those small boxes that you have so many limitations i think i've crossed some some limitations over there and got got the the got it more real more more uh organic i i think i i i that's what i think that my project this especially the last project i've been working on I'll, I'll talk more about the project later but it 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 surprised me at the end of end of it i had to i was staring at what i made for the next one hour or half an hour uh, that's, that's, that's the best feeling I, right just taking it uh, all in <laughs> um so it sounds like you've been very meticulous and you've noticed some maybe finer details i know i'm very impressed by the fact that you've pulled together kind of like full body um, avatars, right? That you can kind of throw over your your av uh, avatar in crypto voxels or even replace your whole avatar with them. And definitely looking at those minor details like the shading and just the way that the, the clothes look fairly real for voxels, <laughs> um, you know? So yeah, how have how did you stumble across that? And then maybe you can tell us a little bit more about these specific avatars. It was just working every day. I was excited. 
when I planned, when I started off with the project, I had the feeling. I think most of the projects, it's it's the excitement that I have that really makes me feel that, okay, this 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 is going somewhere. And it, it, it acts like a manifestation for me every time. And it sur- surprisingly, it, it does work in the direction I want it to. But it's, it's like I said, it's mostly doing the work, you know, working every day, showing that passion into waking up, waking up with that excitement of, you know, making something new today. I think when you do that, you make some mistakes. And when you see those mistakes, you see it, it makes you feel that, okay, this is a mistake here. But I might do use this somewhere else. And those little things that, that happen while you're while you're creating something, I think that is that is where you learn. It's it's just giving me a different outlook to life in so many ways, the the art itself. So that, that I am just excited about it. What more yeah, I come here to that's learn. That's amazing. And you're yeah, so you're just learning as you go, clearly. But also, you know, taking what you learned before you jumped into the metaverse and applying it, you know, in these voxels creations that you've got here. So maybe we can jump into the Crypto Voxels Avatar project because um, I have some questions around that and then we can get to some other questions I have. But I'm just really interested in the way that you've laid out these Crypto Voxels avatars. And I think that it's just a really cool use case and really yeah, just really awesome IP, honestly. <laughs> like, I haven't seen anybody do it, um, you know, so it's this is a Jigar trademark intellectual property here. <laughs> but the way that you basically put like, I don't know how many different digital assets do you have here, for example, looking at the Kane, Kane Mayfield Crypto Voxels avatar, right? So you got shorts, you got yeah. a shirt, you got two different pairs of shoes, you got two different hats, um, really nice headphones. So the avatar is displayed with all these different digital assets together at a price of 0.03, which looks like it's, is that ending today? I think it is, but I can relist it. I think I'm having uh, a housewarming party for the new parcels I got on my <laughs> nice. birthday nice. on 25th. So I'm going to list them again. Sure. October yeah. 25th? September 25th. September 25th. Yeah. Okay, coming right up. All right. Um, but how does it work? So like you purchased this and I know I, I got my journalist one. I love the purple vibes on the journalist. I'd love to get another one too. But look at all these different digital so, assets that are kind of included in this one picture, right? Uh, I believe I've received the shoes now, but how do you handle this? <laughs> so someone purchases this bundle at 0.03. Um, how does it evolve from there? So these these this project, let me take it from the start. Uh, this was more than a project. This was a gratitude because it was a bear market and, and uh, everyone was a bit, you know, worried about what the future holds. And there have been people in Clubhouse from the last one, one and a half year that have been that have been holding spaces. And I felt that even in times where rough, where you don't know where this is going, they still make sure they were on Clubhouse every day holding spaces for people to speak, to share their experiences, share their ideas, you know, cross-pollinate. And this is important. This is very much important. This is the reason I know so much about about the, the space and probably you do right? right it's this is where we we've learned everything we've got the ideas it's it's always all, all, obviously not just my idea if i have an idea space staying in the space for one and a half year it's a cross pollination of so many brains that that you experience every day so I, I with respect to that i wanted to do something for the people who've been holding these spaces like los lizzy ope kane mayfield all these people so that, you know, they have a brand in the metaverse, plus they have merchandise to do giveaways that they might want to put a price on, or they might just do giveaways to, you know, increase their followers and support, or they could bundle up with their own NFTs and, you know, give it as as an add-on and as a utility. So I thought a branding for these people are very important. I 
I've had the I've had the opportunity to do the same branding for Money B from Digital Underground. Right. I just recently did the same for Tech from uh, Smith and Wesson, and I think it's more than these people. These people are celebrities in the web too. The celebrities for me in the web three are these people who've been holding spaces in Clubhouse because I don't think I'd be at the stage if they weren't. Not just me. A lot of these PRs who got some amount of success in the space would not have been able to if these spaces weren't there, right? So yeah. I wanted to do something. So I made up avatars for this. It took me two months to make these avatars, and I think I'm not the only one who who has who has gratitude towards them. So I put them as in additions, and and so so these avatars have merchandises as well. If you see, if you see in the link. And the people I made the same uh, avatars as uh, 3D collectible cards, and had a drop party and told that this is this is what I did for these people. I think these people have done a lot for the community, and if you feel so, you could you could back this project. What I did for them, and with that, I could get my own parcel because I, I think I've I've done a lot from the last 12 months. You know helping people as well not just with the business that i have but uh, help others also get an uh, get an outlook so and people everyone's been telling that i deserve to get a parcel because <laughs> i've been building on for other people so yeah, i think a I, lot of people were I, surprised you didn't have one already <laughs> and i didn't it's yeah it's been it's been more than a year now so at the same time this project was something that could help me as well because that did leave me. I, I just love how everyone came and supported me. And yeah, it was really awesome time. to be a part of. And that was a really great idea uh, on your part, you know, to really acknowledge these uh, community leaders and create avatars of them. It's really awesome. So I, I, I was saying, uh, so yeah, because of the love and support that people shared, it was just not for me. It was for more the other people who, who I've learned from as well. It, it was just a very special special moment like that i don't think i'll be able to forget everyone is so full of emotions and everything but yeah go ahead go ahead i'm sorry i yeah, know it's sorry. awesome so i just wanted to clarify the way that you've bundled them because this is what i really found interesting right and the fact that you do you know present all the different digital assets as like one bundled group here and so how are you presenting it um as far as when you purchase this at point zero three, are you getting a copy of each one of these digital assets eventually? You will get uh, one by one. You'll be getting airdrop the 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 merchandise, not the avatar. The avatar is for the person, mm. the person who the avatar is for. But the merchandises are made for them and everyone. It's going to be a mixed lot. So one from whichever avatar, like a couple of merchandises from the avatar you collected, and then the rest would be random from from different avatar merchandises. Allocated over cool. there. So but just because it's you going to be more airdrop, one, you'll get like random yes. airdrops essentially. I know I got the shoes already for journalists, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It's just that I'm working on a smart contract to make it easier. Believe me, the after the project, I realized that I had to airdrop 250 variables in the first round. And that's that's a bit of a task. It takes three days to actually airdrop that much. And again, Polygon every now and then has some glitch or some error happening. So it, it really gets gets your know, takes your time. At the same time, when I bought the parcel, you know, I'm, I'm more excited. I'm more. I'm constantly thinking about what next can I build on there, and it, it's it's it's. So I, I have a developer working on the smart contract right now, so I could, I could just airdrop at a click of a button. Hopefully, there have been, there have been challenges, but hopefully that's possible. So that could that could be quicker. But yeah, I'm excited. There are cooler stuff happening. I think my my collectors always get something something every now and then get something out to them that's 
that's how I want yeah, to something to look forward to for sure and i don't even have any expectations at 0.03 even just those nice purple shoes would be a good deal <laughs> but i'll take any other airdrops for sure um, I did want to mention uh, another awesome project that you have been involved with and working on um, that I've been seeing a lot of interesting use cases for, and that's the Renaissance City Metaverse Gallery Spaces. So essentially what you've done is, or not just you, but the team at Renaissance City, uh, using some architectural background, some voxels building um, experience, have built these really kind of stylish um, gallery spaces that someone can purchase. And once purchased, there's a whole walkthrough of how to basically activate it within your own CryptoVoxels lot. And you can plug in your own pictures and create basically a total walkthrough NFT gallery or even just art gallery. It doesn't have to be NFTs. So it's just a really immersive, awesome kind of uh, concept. So I'm just curious, you know, how did you guys come up with it? How have you found it? Um, is there a vision, you know, looking into the future for these kind of pre-made galleries? Uh, I'd start with how it started. It was started with me, Marina, and Stargazer. We, we started off working on it on a parcel that Stargazer bought. And we, we were just, I was teaching Marina that this is how you do it. And Marina is someone who's had, who's been a creative director for 30 years in various countries that, that we hear, where, that we've heard of, obviously, yes, <laughs> with Sony and all these, these companies. And she wow. she is talented. Working with her taught me so much about so much more about colors and how 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 better it could be, how perfect can uh, things be. And uh, while working with her, we we talked and we we got to understand that how how important it is for an artist to be able to curate their art gallery or their art while showing it to them. Meanwhile, we talked about how the ways that were already there, how the shilling was was not a good way to promote your art because mm -hmm. i think art is something that you can that you depict it in an artistic way because normal words cannot explain what that art means and then taking it back in this space where you have to talk about a shill about your artwork i, I that's that's again that's not i didn't read it and that was a very yeah. yes yeah. yes and i think that that's a very big obstacle when it comes between collectors and artists so we thought of oh, why not make make pre-built galleries and uh, put it at a very low cost where where a person didn't, doesn't have to buy a parcel in the metaverse and still can have his or her own virtual gallery on on the metaverse like the very experience of the metaverse so so that's where the project started more than that it was the chemistry between me marina and stargazer i think these people have immense talent and skills that that I can learn from, and we all share the same feeling about all three of us. Uh, and it's, of, it's just a good chemistry. Mutual respect. While hey? Yes, yes, yes. And that's very important. I think the most key important thing is because, see, you can have a small project or one, if, you, if you're looking forward or wanting to grow more, you, you do need a team for doing something, for creating tools for the community or any kind of, any, if, if, it's it's a combination, it's a collaboration of people, and when it is, that chemistry matters. Yeah, because we've seen we've seen projects. I don't want to name any, but we've seen projects that have been very good intentions, that have got into very good intentions, plus the right team. But after plus a success, but after some success, then you know that's when that's when you know you have that things get very challenging 
maintaining those relationships gets difficult. So I think I I've been blessed with with a very good team in that way. So yeah, that's that's what I'm more excited about. Yeah, it's super exciting. I was looking at the multimedia gallery one. Um, I think that's the one that uh, Hakeem has. Hakeem Draper, I believe, has that, and he's got it decked out with his uh, Boogie Shack stuff. Is really cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to, to I have I'm still to see that. I still have oh, to see you have that. To check it out. Yeah, it's, it's real nice. We actually showed it on uh, the the episode where we had Hakeem here. So I walked around in there a little bit. Yeah, it's a really nice concept, man. So just to clarify for anyone listening, um, how simple this is, right? So crypto voxels are voxels.com allows any user who connects their wallet to set up a free space and these free spaces i believe have a maximum is it still five or did they extend it to ten? Ten. Ten visitors right so you get a maximum of ten visitors in so this free space is not a lot that you own um, but it is a lot that's attached to your user id and you can invite other people to it you can share it as a link that people can drop into and so what renaissance city has done rather than just being you know a blank space where you build whatever you you can build with your limited, you know, abilities, maybe, <laughs> um, or just limited time, because it does take a lot of time to build these things. You can actually just take the JSON file um, and basically follow their instructions and drop it into this free lot um, really simply. So all you're really paying for is the JSON file, which is very impressive, uh, as you can see on the screen here. Um, and you just plop that into your own free space. And now you've got a pop-up metaverse that you can just share a link with anyone. You can redirect your website to go to this metaverse instead. So when people go to your website, they actually drop into a metaverse really cool actually if you go to web3warriors.io right now you will find that uh, that redirects you to a metaverse spot which is a renaissance city piece that uh, <laughs> that i was very happy to receive and it's really cool so yeah that's just an example of one really interesting use case for this project and it's been really dope how you've been very like uh, community connected as well at the beginning they gave out a lot of these to people in the community who were around and showing up and showing you know how the different use cases could be so i was lucky to be one of those people and it's just been really exciting to see but yeah jagar awesome keep us posted on on renaissance city for sure um on that in topic, fact we could though, do some giveaways yeah. we could even do a giveaway for galleries oh gallery like giveaway that. you heard it here yeah. maybe we yeah. can get that launched on twitter i'll follow up with you I like it. I like it. I was going to ask also when it comes to voxels along, you know, you mentioned low sleazy, you mentioned digital underground. And really, I think that music is going to be such a major component of the metaverse. Um, I think that it's a driver to the metaverse, right? You look at what digital underground did on the 25th anniversary of shock G or was it? No, what, what was it? His birthday, right? It was shock G's birthday. birthday, birthday. uh, So it was a memorial rest in peace, shock G. Um, but being able to really have a party and bring people in for this memorial slash birthday party, um, and just really, really cool, like live music. They got a live stream of Twitch. So just being able to do that, where do you think that's going in the future? Like, do you think that, People like Low Sleazy and Money B from Digital Underground, who you've had the pleasure of working with, are really kind of blazing the path. And do you see that like music is really going to be kind of leading the the crowd into the metaverse? You could say. I I definitely because, in fact, music music producers and DJs were the first people on the metaverse that were doing events. As far as my experience is concerned, I've been here on the space for the last one one and a half year now. And uh, that those, these are the people who are actually uh, we have uh, DJ Lethal Skills who, who's who's now a brand ambassador for uh, Eminate. And just a year ago, he he started off with DJing in the metaverse, and uh, that that says a lot 
or you have got so many other artists even in the central land in in, in uh, sandbox that have been kind of having events over there so definitely music is the way it's just that uh, it everyone has their needs to have their own way i think thinking out, out of the box you know creating an experience with the music it, it's going to be the next thing creating environments or interactive environments in in like an event would really add up to a lot of the experience so i think people are innovating finding newer ways to you know add on to the the just the music because uh for now in the metaverse you see that you you can listen to the music where you are but you're not actually dancing the dance move is just a button that you click and left it on your on your <laughs> computer right so yeah that's that's i see it gradually evolving people understanding how the different things are even the metaverse platforms are going like for invoxes they're adding lua scripting which 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 changes everything as soon as that upgrade ha- happens it just becomes like minecraft or roblox because the the very reason that mine uh, these platforms like uh, minecraft and uh, roblox you can play games or make games in there is because the lua scripting integration and uh, voxels is also working uh, with it so it's it's just exciting i think it's it's awesome i think this started of the voxels project started off with one man in his room and he's right. built with that and, and wasn't he, i understand didn't he if leave, it takes uh, decentraland as well like he had left decentraland and it's like nah screw this i'm doing it myself yes <laughs> yes. yes and and that and he did, he didn't have a team so slowly and gradually he's building a team i think he has a plan because the way he's going i think it's 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 perfect and uh, witnessing that as it happens you know that excitement that okay this is happening this is happening i think Yeah that's that's something that keeps me going so yeah huge respect to Ben Nolan as well Yes, mad respect to Ben. And it's really cool that it has been very grassroots, you know, focused, it's very much, you know, focused on taking in the community. He's very accessible in large part, and at least he's transparent when there are major decisions that impact the whole metaverse. Um, so I don't want to gloss over that scripting point. Um, so they're adapting, upgrading voxels to essentially be able to have kind of digital assets that you can use. So for example, maybe it's a car you can jump into and, and drive around, or maybe mm-hmm. it's like like a drink you can pick up and actually, you know, hold it in your hand or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> or or, or maybe, maybe maybe like in Mario you you're hitting a block and then you get wings or something. Oh yeah, you get some points or something. So the yeah, gamification yeah, is going to be taken to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and are you surprised by how effective Voxels has been and maybe you can compare it to other metaverses if you think that other metaverses have done well as as well, but just the fact that there are, you know, successful events, successful music events, despite the fact that it is very somewhat limited. Are, are you surprised by that? Or what do you think is the, the major appeal right now, considering that, you know, high fidelity graphics or immersiveness, you know, is not necessarily the, the pull, the gamification is not really there yet. Um, yeah. What do you think is the, the biggest it's, pull? It's slowly happening. Like yeah. even Sandbox started their, their, uh, their third round of, you know, uh, beta or alpha, I but uh, yeah, it's it's slowly happening. But it's going to take time. High fidelity designs are going to take time. Believe it or not, I I know after uh, Unreal Engine five that came out, they we've taken a giant leap. But it's it's still it's still there's still a couple of years till we get there. And yeah. and that's why I I I'm more on metaverse because it's pe- people are going to know their space or how to use utilize after spending time in these metaverses. 
and I just don't want to wait till the next two years till those platforms come by. I, I want to keep spending time. I think it's been an awesome journey so far. I've been learning every day. So that's that's what I kind of preach to everyone. Start whatever you get. If it start start putting yourself in these spaces, start creating experiences. And the more you do right now, it's just going to be help, helpful. You're just going to be ahead when when those those platforms come by. That's or, what or, it's all about. That's I why think we're here, the way you're building. Uh huh. The way Voxels is going out right now, I think. I think, like I said in the last last interview as well, that you know when you start from zero, it it becomes very easy. And when you start from a high fidelity platform and then then go back and then go inside and you know to tweak in from the base, it becomes a difficult. So I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if by by the time the other uh, metaverse platforms come by, Voxel would be ready with some something stronger than what it is right now. So. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Yeah, I think that's very, very likely. Um, and when I look at other sandbox or other uh, metaverse spaces, I really do think there are some that are kind of competing because they have very similar appeals. Like even um, between Sandbox and Decentraland, I actually think they're they're very similar um, in functionality. But Sandbox is clearly, you know, a little bit higher tier, higher quality, I would say, and more gamification. But as far as like the the quality of the metaverse and kind of the I don't know, just the general vibe that I get from it. They they seem very similar, whereas Voxels does seem very like underground and like community focused and just uh, very accessible. Most importantly, um, I want to ask you quickly on the Renaissance City, though. I'm looking at your new spot here, which is amazing um, on the Renaissance City. What is the most kind of interesting use case that you've seen out of all the many kind of uh, artists and music musicians and others using the renaissance city space is there one that's like really popped out at you so far as far as like being really definitely we it started off uh with with artists or fine arts artists but then the multimedia gallery changed everything i think mm. for for especially for musicians or uh hip-hop artists or all, all genres of music basically the way it's it's been working for them it's 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 i don't think any other platform or any other uh, there's any other means where you an artist could show their work better than i I, at least i've not experienced in any other way because you're actually creating a website a web3 website because it's an experience it's a 3d virtual space where people can can have been listening i mean looking at these uh nfts that are music and music nfts so i, I think it, it's a game changer i yeah. definitely see dj man ken mayfield hakeem uh gummy so many people have made this and the the way they've come back with the responses the the way they've been able to show their work to other people you know it's it it, it just you can just see it the way they come back and the way they talk it, it it changes so much for them. You can definitely hear, hear them in the way of the speech. Yeah? Nice, nice. I'm quickly bringing up our web3warriors.io space, which is uh, one of the more basic NFT spaces, but I really love it to show off some of my uh, art. I actually have to update it. I got a couple new art pieces that I wanted to show off in here. But yeah, they're just so clean, beautifully done. Like It's very clear that 
the team putting it together had some kind of architectural background, some understanding towards, you know, symmetry and just how to make a building look nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, really well done, man. And, and to your point, multimedia does take it to another level. Um, and it is very Web3. So anyone looking to transform their normal website into a Web3 website can really just take advantage of this free space and um, yeah, check it out. So Renaissance City on OpenSea, definitely recommend everybody go over there and and check it out. Um, so jumping over to your awesome new lot, congratulations on being able to purchase a new lot. You know, looking at these so kind of amazing um, wearables that you got here, I'm going to find my way inside. Um, but I have the question in our in our flyer when I was promoting this. You know, why does it matter what you wear in the metaverse? What do you think about that just overarching question? You know, why is there such a demand? You know, um, as a gamer, I, I have some ideas, but I think it's good for our listeners to kind of wrap their mind around it. And a lot of people maybe don't see the value in it, don't understand why anyone would spend hundreds of dollars, even thousands of dollars on a digital version of fashion um, that they're wearing, you know? So why? Why does it matter what we wear in the metaverse? Uh, okay. See, I'll talk about me. I, I have... I was four and five years old. I used to collect cardboard boxes and maybe a KFC bucket to wear on my head, you know, make a robot <laughs> suit for myself, which which led me to uh, get into 3D printing. And I made like a full Iron Man suit and so many masks, so many he fictional hero, superheroes or custom-made masks. And now I do that in the wearables. So for me, okay, if I do it, it's it's that's, it's... I, it's understood, but I think everyone, you know, has, has, it's, it's when you can be anything in the world, you know, that's, that's when your imagination can go, go wild. And uh, everyone, you know, by when they grow, have some, have seen some hero or some, someone they've been wanting to be. And, and when you can be anything in the world, why not? There's a place where anonymity is given importance uh, you could be anything you wanted and be free from from people's judgments and all those those evils that we've been carrying in the real world. Why not? Why not, David? <laughs> no doubt. It's true freedom, right? It's being able to think outside yeah. of the box. Um, so on that point, do you think that digital fashion is going to kind of get further and further away from real world fashion because you know, as it stands right now i think there's there's a general you know want or sentiment to have some real world fashion in the metaverse you know people want to show off kicks that look somewhat realistic people want to you know wear clothes maybe even some people are spending money for dolce and gabbana or whatever i can't remember what the gucci wasn't it that had some metaverse items already up um, people are spending crazy yeah. amounts of money on so it seems right now that there is kind of a focus on basically replicating you know high fashion into the metaverse um, but to your point and obviously some of your designs speak to this already but thinking outside of the box and having absolutely no barriers on what's possible from a fashion perspective seems very appealing you know so do you think that where do you think that trend is going do you think there's always going to be kind of a balance of both or do you think that digital fashion is really just going to run away with it and, and be very outside of the box you know a year from now two years from now it's definitely going to be out of the box. Uh, in the real world, a lot of the clothes you see are because of the limitations of motion and flexibility and temperature and the heat cost. When in the digital world, nothing of that. So there's no limitation to that. So, so you could, you could, you could wear anything. You could wear, I know, because I, I 
getting inside that iron man suit in real life i got in price i haven't got in it for the last one year because you it it scares you it scares you to <laughs> feel like you're someone else you just took on a alternate personality <laughs> no it 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 scares you because it's plastic and when you if you fall down or trip oh. or something <laughs> all of that's going to be like break and then i crucify you from so yeah there's so much more freedom in digital there's so many artists now fast artists are the people who are most have more sentiments towards the nature as well i've come across so many fashion designers who quit fashion designing or make creating fashion because of the amount of plastic the amount of carbon carbon footprints that it leaves right. and uh, and digital and that is where these artists have have got a, a life a one up like they say a one up they they exactly they definitely got a one up from being in being in the metaverse and creating digital fashion even ope the person that i think we spoke about we spoke about a while back she too quit a lot of getting into fashion because the amount of plastic that was she was looking for ways to not use plastic but mm. it was it just wasn't possible it just wasn't and and that's where it it breaks all those barriers here in fashion for sure and why not everyone what is what is everyone's life's 90% of focus going into creating an identity in real life uh being seen in a respectable manner you know and that's that's what everyone worked towards and i think it, it'll be the same in the metaverse yeah so your reputation still matters and and trying to build something that uh you can be proud of you know definitely still going to matter right <laughs> um shout out to definitely. shasha she was saying it's the concept of shilling is difficult um looking at the renaissance city and having that opportunity to shill your art in renaissance city um is definitely a nice opportunity for those who maybe don't want to jump into clubhouse or twitter spaces and talk about their art and tell others to buy it or ask others to buy it <laughs> it's not easy for everyone it's, I, i know i have a difficulty with it for sure um but yeah that's the way it goes so we're walking around in your new spot what is the goal of this metaverse lot so it's got metavoxels branding it's got some pretty cool green pods with some avatars standing on them what is your hope for somebody walking into this lot off the street uh it's 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 my website it's my web3 website it's showcasing the works i have do also showcases the builds the building skills that i have and and i want to make it interactive i mean that just begin this is this is like the work of last 3 weeks oh, day God. and night and uh once it's there's it long way to go i want to be make it as interactive as possible more more uh, special effects you know more easter eggs because uh yeah i don't know if you went on in the were you able to go in the basement find your way no. to the basement I'm because these pods i'm just really impressed by like the fact that they're standing on these really cool green like <laughs> animated pods like it's just a really nice presentation man it's really well done yeah so so this is this is the crazy part that you're going to have easter eggs and the people who understand the clues and everything would be able to go in the basement is how i plan and let's let's show you what we have in the basement let's let's, let's do that you see do you see me over there uh yep there he is batman what's up jagar <laughs> all right follow me follow me all right um, so we're walking through this, jagar's this new lot what, hey what's this uh place called in uh crypto voxels what corner of voxels is me- this metavoxels in, in chronos chronos okay 
How do I get down there? Oh, 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 I sunk underground. Oh my goodness. It's the bat cave. Yo, <laughs> this is next level, man. So, now, now I know where those three weeks have gone. Hey, <laughs> everyone's not seeing this on the screens, missing out. So he's got a legit bat. This cave. is exclusive. This is exclusive. This oh, is exclusive. there we go. Exclusive sneak peek. Jagar's amazing lot. It's legit bat cave. Pretty sure this is the only bat cave in the metaverse right now. He's even got the awesome bat car so imagine a future where you can actually drive this bat car and you could actually like have some kind of cool exit where you like shoot yourself through the ground you know <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> this is really cool jagar well done man this is really impressive got a Abe lincoln coin here got it. this is the trinity of uh trophies every batman comic if the bat cave doesn't have these three things, it's incomplete. This is this is one of the Easter eggs. Yeah. Only the comic book readers would know. Nice. Even a T Rex, really? There's a bat cave? There's a T Rex yeah. in the bat cave? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, some some number twenty four, comic number twenty four. I haven't remembered. But uh yeah, it was about uh some T Rex. I don't remember. This is this is yeah, ages ago. Yeah, you've been you've been busy for real. I love the vents, the ventilation <laughs> makes it look so real, man. It's really well done. So he's got vents on the ground. He's got bat screens here. He's got the whole like chair, desk, got the suit, got the utility belt on the wall. Look at that. <laughs> the grapple hook. Oh, man. Next level. Well done, Jagar. This is what it's all about. This is the immersion we're looking for. You know, this is the creativity. And as voxels evolves, you evolve with it, you know, um, really, really cool. Thank you for the sneak peek. That's going to be a real treat for anybody tuning in on the visuals. <laughs> you can check out the uh, YouTube archives to get the, get the visuals if you're listening on the audio. Um, so very cool. So it definitely sounds like you're aiming to gamify this spot, right? You're aiming to kind of make, like you said, you already got some, uh, kind of uh easter eggs hidden and you're looking at other opportunities so on the top you've got or on the main floor you've got the avatars you've got the community leaders who you're highlighting um you've got this really cool basement so how you know how many more weeks is it going to take for you to final to finalize this thing <laughs> See, this, it's never going to end you know this is <laughs> these are my first parcels and uh it's constantly going to be changing, you know. The, I wake up with an idea. I, I do. It's it's been an exciting time. That's what's I up. Think I think I worked hard, and I I want I wanted a parcel in Andromeda, but when I and none of them were on sale. And when I saw this parcel, the it's it's a it's two parcels actually. Actually, the two adjoining parcels. It it is better than what I asked for. It is far more better than what I wanted. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was a match made in heaven, is what I'd say. So it's it's going to be a continuous work of uh, changes and you know upgradations. But I'm trying to make something, you know, uh, get ready by the 25th because it's my birthday, and I want to do a housewarming party. And who's who? I don't think anyone's ever had a party in the bat cave. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try. Party in the back cave for Jagar's birthday. Let's oh, yeah. go. Looking forward to it, man. <laughs> I 
That's so amazing. Honestly, it's, it's really amazing. Um, so I know you mentioned a little bit of news coming out of the metaverse um, as far as voxels planning to, you know, update the script to allow you to kind of engage with items a little bit more in the in the metaverse. Is there anything else um, even outside of voxels metaverse wide that you've heard about um, or seen that you're really excited about? Anything you'd like to let us know about, like as far as, you know, the evolution of the metaverse um, and what's coming or what you've seen recently? Not actually. I do hear a lot of these VCs and you know celebrities getting into getting into these platforms. But I would I would just tell tell the people to you know look at the artists around you and support them first before getting into these. It the main intention is that these these companies have been exploiting artists from centuries now, and uh, Web three brings a hope that artists get their get their fair share of what 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 makes it so uh i would i would say that but uh things are happening things are moving we had tommy hilfiger get into roadblocks creating avatars for uh, roadblocks uh and there are a couple of other like gucci gucci and gabbana all these all these companies i was slowly trying to get in so yeah. Yeah. So those are kind of the obvious things as far as corporations trying to wiggle their way in and a lot of new VC funded metaverses telling you to invest in their platform and we're going to be the best metaverse. Yeah, it's tough. You know, I think there's something to be said about first movers advantage. There's something to be said about getting things done and actually collaborating with the community rather than just doing like a real top down, top heavy kind of approach to the metaverse and just saying, this is what we have and this is why it's the best, but nobody's here yet, you know, <laughs> but believe us, it'll be the best, you know? <laughs> yes. And and the thing is that it, it won't be fun if you don't have a community and these people don't have a community, they have a name and uh, the metaverse, the experience, you know, being together, flying together, looking at new, having new interactions or new new experiences together, I think that plays the more important role than than just being having a, a piece of land that is from a known company in your wallet. That that doesn't make sense. The yeah. experiences make sense. So it's it's nothing without a community. And it's that nothing real support, without right? That real peer-to-peer -peer support for artists is what is the most rewarding yeah. aspect. You know, everyone wants their financial gains Definitely. and all the rest, but just actually being able to have art that you're proud of and knowing that you've helped another artist is uh, very rewarding um, mm -hmm. and really kind of speaks to the art collection side of this. And really, digital assets in the metaverse are no different. Um, these amazing voxels creations that you've built are definitely works of art in their own right. So looking at these other voxels that you've got, the meta voxels, these big robot avatars, right? And, you know, I kind of clicked on one looking into the OpenSea. And you kind of have to purchase them piece by piece, right? If you're going to try to no, build, your, build actually, your avatar. No. So these are actually the NFTs are the ones you see on the screen. So mm -hmm. they are on foundation. And uh, the collectors will be later on airdrop the pieces one by one. And uh, with the JSON, so that you just have to upload the JSON and the, the what do you call it? Uh, the avatar would be on you. You don't have to work on every part of that, wear it. So it comes with the JSON. And again, that'll be a plug and play avatar as well. Right, but, right. So yeah. similar, similar to the way that you've presented um, the other avatars, you buy them, yeah. like it's, it's, uh, you buy it as a full file. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah. find So here. what happens is, when the avatar, you mint variables, you see them in parts. You do not get the idea of how it's going to look in the end result. So I thought that was a big barrier and I, I wanted to 
uh, find ways that that are better. And I think this it, this has worked out pretty good for me. And I think uh, other wearables artists artists have also started started doing it in a similar way. So I, I I like the fact that I can bring new newer ideas. It's always about thinking out of the box and getting new stuff out there. Yeah. So, no doubt. So I, I, I look. I've seen that happen. Yeah. That's what's up. And I just noticed you have some Sabet inspired editions on your third dimension page. Did you work directly with Sabet for those? Um, yes. So those were Sabet. I've, I've done a collection with Sabet, uh, with his artworks. And he's done giveaways with them. Also for Robness, uh, it, I, it's been some opportunities, little opportunities that I've got to work with these great artists. I want one of these Sabet shirts. They're beautiful. (laughs) I love the colors and the way that you've like ported it over. How do you do that? So you take like the JPEG as a starting point and then you somehow build assets around it? Yeah, so it's, it's, you get, you take the JPEG, you try to pixelate it, find to to manipulate the same thing into into a pixel and then you create the pixel art to the, the voxel art. So it's it's not difficult once you get a hang of it like anything you know once yeah. once you get a hang of it you can do that but yeah the converting it in, into pixels is is the way the challenge is like i said it's it's the excitement you know growing getting up every day and trying to work on something new get better i think it, it takes you it's amazed me every time Wow. So, yeah, my question I was going to get to with um, the fact that there are so many kind of individual assets, right, that, yeah, you pair them together for presentation and they look awesome. But how difficult is it to actually keep track of these assets? And um, like right now, for example, I'm seeing like the Zoran camera is really cool. You've got you've made like 600 of them and none of them are on sale right now. So (laughs) so I'm curious, you know, I know it's difficult to stay on top of these things and actually make sure you have all of these different assets listed. Um, But you technically could be missing out on a little bit of money, right? (laughs) Um, Not having them listed. A lot of it, actually, a lot of it. Right. Because it doesn't list me, let me list for more than a month or so. And then, you know, every month going back to each and every variable, uh, it, it, it becomes tough. But at the same time, my, my NFT projects are mostly in, uh, like commission base where I just have to airdrop it to the person, the quantity that he asked for. I keep a little of the quantity just, just to be in my portfolio. Mm-hmm. And later on, it's, it's mostly been, uh, a franchise that I've been creating for a lot of people. So it's been fine for me. You know, so you're not really concerned one, about listing every single yeah. asset you have necessarily? Yeah. Because you should be able yeah. to list them for, I think, six months at least, right? I think six months is the longest one. Or, yeah. Yeah, I think six months. Yeah, I'll have to go back. It's, 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 I, I've been getting so many building projects every now and then, you know, coping up with, uh, with listing. Oh, I yeah. did, believe me, I did list all of them twice. And then, you know, once you do it once and then I'm <laughs> like, dude, I've got new stuff. Let's, let's keep rolling, putting yeah, new just stuff. Keep let's rolling roll, forward. Keep eh? I could imagine. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, it's something to consider, you know, for creators, um, especially in the metaverse, they can add up and it's awesome. Cause you're obviously just having fun with it and keep building. Um, but I think as you're going to have a process in place to ensure they are listed, to ensure, you know, you are having uh revenue coming in from any direction possible you know (laughs) which you definitely deserve for all these hours you're putting into this creativity so it's really really amazing yeah Yeah. cool right now believe i I see the parcel even in my dreams so that that's my focus (laughs) getting that ready by the 25th yeah believe me i i I woke up before i woke up today i was in, in the bad cave so 
no doubt. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, I look forward to seeing what else you dream up. So outside of the metaverse, you said you were also getting access to, was it other side, the SDK for other side metaverse? And I believe you mentioned sandbox as well. Have you had a chance to, to build anything in sandbox yet or had a look at the other side SDK? Uh, I have already applied for the SDK. They, they call it the ODK for some reason for the other side. And uh, Sandbox, I still need to upgrade my computer for getting into Sandbox. Uh, again, Sandbox being a lot of, having a lot of sponsors, you know, from celebrities and the big companies behind it. I don't know. I, I feel a bit skeptical, but why not? Why not? As soon as I get the the, the motivation to get into Sandbox, this thing about it, jumping. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I can see that the motivation definitely matters. Um, on your point about having a lot of those kind of big names and celebrities and that in it, uh, that's why I feel someone like you, who's just such a natural in the voxel space, like you would obviously be able to build some really cool sandbox assets. Like there's no question. And the way that the sandbox, their graphics, to your point, you need a slightly better computer. So we got to get Jagar a better computer. Everybody go buy his awesome assets. <laughs> um, but to your point, you know, that is a barrier for sure, but it's also an awesome opportunity for you to really flex those muscles, right? Because I, I can only imagine, you know, in their kind of higher fidelity graphics, how much even more pop in all of these assets would look, right? And I think it's a scenario where you could even probably copy over a lot of these assets you've built already, right? Yeah. And just basically do Definitely. whatever fine tuning you need to do to to get it working in their SDK, but it shouldn't be a huge lift to to have some of these assets available in sandbox form, right? Yeah, definitely. That's 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 one of the things that you know that is always in my mind. You know, once once I be able to do things, or once I I am doing things, I have already a lot of the the assets ready. So yeah, that's that's going to be a good I think. Nice. Well, as far as I'm concerned, Sandbox missing the boat by not having already reached out to you and said, "Hey, Jagar, we really uh, would love to have you building in our SDK and uh, taking advantage of this technology here um, and get you a new computer, even." <laughs> Uh, but no, we'll see. I'm just going to put that out in the universe for you. Good luck. <laughs> but no, it's I, I'm actually really interested in Sandbox. I'm not a big fan of the corporations, to your point. And they are, you know, I've heard rumors that Microsoft is at the top of them. I don't know how true that is. Um, but definitely a lot of corporations within the Sandbox universe. But they're on chain, you know, and their assets are tradable and they are Web3. So I'm still very interested in it. I, I haven't written them off yet. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. No, I, I haven't written them off. It's yeah. It's, it's I'm more of a feel guy, you know, right now I'm enjoying it. And I am going with the flow. Yeah, it's, no it's been a good journey so far. And, and I do think I just, everything, I just you're doing, right, everything you're doing in voxels is definitely applies. I can only imagine it's going to apply to sandbox. They, they just have a little bit more, you know, gamer side functionality. Um, which would be cool for you to be able to play around with for sure. Sasha had a cool question about 3D building. So just asking, you know, what's the best software for someone who wants to start, you know, 3D building essentially. And I know that might be different depending on whether it's a voxel 3D build or um, maybe more like Unity style, Decentraland style 3D build. But yeah, what's your what's your answer to that? What's the best kind of software to start with if you're looking to get into I 3D assets? I would say assets? Blender is something I myself being... Me being into 3D printing, I, I learned this. I am proficient in ZBrush, but right now I think I feel I could I feel I could do much better if I had the knowledge of Blender, because that is one software that is going to connect to every other metaverse. You could be building making assets in Blender for every other metaverse, and then it just just leaves you a little bit of 
fine touching or you know dropping it in another software and then saving it again so the mo- everything mostly is going to be covered in blender so that is one thing that and it's free blender is definitely free and uh, open source so i think everyone should try to get their hands on them if they, they want to be a part of them. i mean building in the metaverse not just enjoying yeah there, there you go blender's still the spot you know that's uh not that surprising that would be the recommendation um when looking at voxels do you think that starting with like a magica voxels or yeah. something like that would be the way to go if you're looking a little more yeah. basic than blender yeah if you if you if, if it's voxel specific then i i think i've fallen in love with magica voxels uh, for first in the starting, it was just making like simple T-shirts. But I think the more you use it, I just found out that you could even do like simple animations in Magic Voxels in itself. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of things in, in there that I still haven't tried the shaders, the patterns. There's so many things out there that I don't know with the every day something new about it. So it's it's a wonderful tool if you want and if you like to work in in Voxels if you think. You know, Voxels is a nice place. I think Magica Voxels is a brilliant tool. Yeah, Magica Voxels. Yeah. I've had it on my computer for a minute. I've poked around a little bit, but it really just comes down to time even more so. Like with Blender, I think that the learning curve is a little steeper. Like there's definitely some tutorials and, and stuff you'll you'll need to take your time to walk through and really get the gist of it. Magica Voxels, I really feel like just clicking around, especially if you ever played Minecraft, <laughs> um, it's pretty straightforward, but it just it is very time consuming to do it well. You know, like you can throw something together, hodgepodge, and it might look okay and you could use it technically but if you want to actually create something you're going to be proud of like you're saying it takes that time um so your process specifically you know these awesome avatars that you've built does it 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 incorporates an element of both magica voxels and blender or is it strictly magica voxels Uh, so it's 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 a mix like the the if you saw the the meta mecha mecha suits in the first yeah in the front place that those are made completely in magica voxels but uh the ones that are more organic, like the, the avatars in the second room, mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, the anatomy is given, the organic uh, shapes are giving more more importance. I think that is where I use ZBrush, create like a fine anatomy, then drop it in Magica Voxels as an OBJ and then start working on there with the colors. So mm-hmm. it, it totally depends. And like any artwork, every software out there has some pluses and minuses and knowing different softwares for the same thing and you know mixing them up i think that that really create that that's very important for every artist so it's i think like if you want to work into zebra uh, in, in uh, blender you could start off with blender but then it doesn't stop anywhere there you can jump to zebras you know maya then you have uh what do you have you have unity okay take it another level and get into unity or unreal engine yeah i think nice. yeah there's, there's no end to it. Knowing more softwares in the same thing for the same thing is always an awesome. Yeah, I can definitely see the shading on these other avatars that have actual more, you know, body type and uh, different colors, a lot of different shading colors. I really love the TV on journalists and <laughs> the journalist face, <laughs> how the different colors kind of that, uh, that, reflect. That is a signature style. The, the glitch yeah. that you see, uh, that, that was one of the mistakes that I did for one work. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is something different. And now it's become a signature thing for me because I don't think anyone knows or does these kind of glitches. There are ways where you wear like two variables at the same body part and it glitches 
but this 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 glitch is inside the the wearable. Yeah, this inside. is actually so, within it, the one wearable, and the way that yeah. it creates almost like a reflection effect. Uh, it's really mm-hmm. neat, man. Really well done. Um, so I do want to talk specifically about how you're helping these awesome community leaders through this project, right? So um, each of these digital assets that is shown here with the avatar, um, like you said, the avatar is a limited edition for each individual. So Lo Sleazy got his own avatar, Ope got his, her own. Um, and, you know, that was a really cool kind of exclusive gift you basically gifted to them, right? But then they're also getting yeah. copies of each of these kind of digital assets, right? Um, can you explain a little mm-hmm. bit of your you know, thought behind that and exactly what it is you're offering um, to them? So they have their own one-of-one avatar. What I did was I sat with them, you know, tried to understand what their hobbies are, what their fashion is. You know, I, I try to know what their music, favorite music band is, favorite sport is, or favorite team is, the favorite movie, and try to create a picture in, in, in my head, you know, that what would be like a perfect avatar. And then I create something, show them, and then there's a little back and forth. But with that, I also provide like, merchandises that they can give away so these these the, the one the people who collect these the the collectible cards the nfts would be backing these these avatars for the them and at the same time would be getting uh different airdrops of mer- of the merchandises that are that are shown there and even the new stuff i think i always like to surprise my collectors and then future also when i make something new i'm like okay this is this is a good thing for the collect for my collectors i might just do special or uh, one of avatars like a limited edition variables for for my collectors so that's that's the idea nice nice and so for for example low sleazy's got all his board ape and mutant ape awesome gear here you're sending him mm-hmm. or have you sent him like a specific amount of these assets or even like the blockchain gospel yeah. book, which is awesome. I want that blockchain gospel book. I need to be able to buy that. <laughs> um, but yeah. So Definitely. how many of like each of these assets have you sent him? And then is he free to kind of just sell them and you get a, a small percentage yeah. and he gets some or how does that work? No, I don't get any percentage. And no, even as creator of it, you should get like a 10% or something, right? Maybe there is a royalty but i think in right before we had something done for supporting someone in in uh in clubhouse and people bought and i didn't get any notification of any mm-hmm. any royalties so i i don't think there's any royalties on these but no this is i i don't need i don't want the royalties i've actually gained so much knowledge from these people that no that helped me to create success and it's it's much much better than then royalties from from especially these people yeah if it was anyone else i would have made sure that you know mm-hmm. i i have some something coming back to me but no not for them I, I think there's huge respect for all these community people who've been holding space i was a different person one and a half year ago and i've changed these people have given so much information so much got me to know about the ethos of web3 and i'm i'm one strong so uh, member of that team now so why not? I don't yeah. care about the royalties. Actually, yeah. you know what? On that point, I <laughs> you just reminded me of something that I would love to touch on here. Um, but thank you. That that's awesome. And yeah, I agree. It's 
these community leaders are invaluable and it is awesome especially during this bear market to know we have a space you know on clubhouse and even on twitter and just in the nft community more broadly where people are really um you know devoted to the technology and the artistic side and the creative side of things right so with your you know being kind of um trained you know through the school of blockchain gospel and uh, neighborhood jewelry and wherever else um it sounded i've heard that you had a bit of a, a tit for tat with uh um, somebody trying to take a deceased artist from India, um, their work and sell them as NFTs. Is, is this ringing a bell? Is this something you want to speak to briefly? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would love, for, I you, do. I would love I for you do. to give a little bit of background on this because I think it's a very important topic for the space, for the NFT community, looking at, you know, people who have maybe bought art in the real world, turning around and trying to create essentially derivatives of that art that they do not have the rights to that art. <laughs> they did not create the art. They just bought it from a famous artist. And now they want to basically turn around and make some money on a derivative of that art. Uh, please give the background and um, your thoughts. Yeah. So this one day I jump in a room on Clubhouse and I come across this this person who people call OG because he's been on the space even before me. And uh, he promoted, uh, uh, who was talking about his project, where he was giving out derivatives of an artwork. I don't even know if it is from this famous artist whose name was uh, MF Hussain. He's one of the most prestigious artists over the last three decades in India, he passed away 11 years ago and doesn't have any derivative rights to give any derivative rights to any of his artworks. And this guy is creating a PFP project, uh, creating like a thousand or 10,000 collection, piece collection. I'm using his name saying that these are artworks, derivatives of artworks of MF Hussain, who passed away 11 years ago. So I, I have no idea he, he got the rights. and. Uh, so I, I had to speak up. I see that he had the, the what do you call it? Uh, uh, he, he said that he, he put it out. These are free men, so he's getting nothing out of it. But I see what's happened, what's happening over here. Tomorrow, when NFT becomes a thing in India or around the world, he'd say that I was the first one to do put artworks of MF Hussain on the blockchain. And that gives a lot of credibility to him on a very big market over there that creates mm. very big leverage and artists. And then again, what other, what next year? He doesn't respect the artist. He doesn't care about it. He just is using the name because if he did, he wouldn't use the name in the first place. Uh, so tomorrow when that happens, he is going to be the same chain that we saw in web two. He's going to take a huge chunk of the, the, the hard work that artists are going to be. because on the side, I also got to learn because while I was calling him out in this room, I had two back channels saying that this guy was promoting his own platform in the previous room. So it all connects over there. Right. I knew there was something fishy going on. So in, in one it way, he's trying to, it's not even on Ethereum, right? Isn't it on some other blockchain too? It is on some, some other blockchain. Uh, but it's okay. People are fine to, you know, experiment in different blockchains. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. Blockchain. I just mean as far as like he could just be boosting like his own, you know, uh, kind of... Uh, crazy altcoin or whatever <laughs> shitcoin maybe yeah and <laughs> india india is a has a huge huge uh, space in the art in heritage art and different kinds of cultures we have over 10000 different cultures over here in india mm -hmm. and all of them have their own art that could really benefit from nfts and web3 and this guy is already trying to you know 
degrades for these artists because what have artists got? Everything you see around you, every pen, pencil, everything behind it, there's an artist who created a sketch first because of that. And then still these artists for decades have to find second jobs to work while they were creating art in, at the part time. This is the first time that there's a space where artists could be ahead of that, of, ahead of the game. And I, I can't stand such, such things happening where people use an artist's name and, you know, try yeah. to build yeah, a been, base You've for been themselves. speaking out and that's good. And it's, yeah, you know, I don't want to give that person any airtime. So we're not going to speak directly about their project because, um, but I, I looked at it briefly and I'm sound, I heard the broad strokes from what other people who were in the room with you when he was kind of shilling his project. And I, I'm with you 110%. Like, I do not think that's okay. At the very least, it would be very easy to actually try to reach out to the community where this artist came from, look at ways to give back, look at ways to incorporate in the smart contract, like guaranteed revenue for a specific, you know, community group at the very least. But even just the fact that he's profit, profiting off of it and not giving, you know, proper credit or proper revenue to anyone who actually um, is connected to the artist <laughs> um, is really kind of shady and not very Web3. But we are likely to see more of it, um, to your point. Um, and, and to the point about, you know, accessibility of these Indian artists uh, who are struggling, what do you think... What do you think the um, avenue to jump into Web3, to jump into NFTs um, should do? Like, what do you think we as onboarders, right? People like we working with the Dream Conduit, we want to help, you know, people who are like that, essentially struggling artists jump into the Web3 space, the NFT space and find success. We know there is a little bit of overhead cost on that. But what do you think are the biggest barriers? Like, is it just knowledge? Um, Like what's preventing? Because we know India's got amazing artists and like you say a lot of them are probably struggling poor whatever the case may be um and their art likely could be lucrative on the blockchain uh you know so what do you think is a hurdle there and do you see a real you know um, positive momentum in the direction of artists jumping into web3 in india i have been trying it's been a year i've been holding events all around india irl plus you know speaking in spaces wherever possible and it's it's more of the fud that's created. You know, we life the the life of a normal person in India is like you you put in you get up and go run to work and then come back tired and then there's no time for anything else but entertainment. But I see slowly and gradually people are trying to take efforts to at least find out. But then again, the things happening every now and then the fud it's 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 a bit overwhelming. Yeah. But we are trying to our best. We have the colors of India that we now that we were, we've been working for over years. But we we realize that the excitement and the energy getting to the space by itself is very slow and very gradually, you know, showing showing its potential. And we being excited and trying to be ahead of the game, it's it's just going to be disheartening for us. So we 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 are also going to try to take the, a step back, you know, going trying to go with the pace of with the, how how the space is uh, increasing because uh, and again it's i think there's still time where uh, where we are trying to put the word out but it's there's still time i think more and more has to happen more uh, changes need to be happening in the way things are done in the space we saw we saw the merge just happen on the 15th mm-hmm. uh, that too created a lot of dilemmas in people's brains so you know that something or the other keeps happening and then i think there's, there's, there's still time 
we, we still need to see yeah. a lot and, of things and happening. To your yeah. point, right? It's not like it's an easy silver bullet. It's not like, hey, put your art on the blockchain and you'll sell and you'll make all this Ethereum, you know, and that's been the misnomer. I think last year there were a lot more people who believe that. I think this year the harsh reality has hit people that it's still a hustle. You know, you still have to get yourself in the right spaces. It definitely is going yeah. to be. Right. You're taking the middleman out and putting the artists in that space. So exactly. it's going to be tough. But at the same time, there are people working on tools. Like I think Renaissance City is a very good tool. Oh, but exactly. then there are a lot of different people. We are just artists, you know, helping artists. They're developers who are trying to come up with new options, new new possibilities. And there's, that is being worked out. So I think there's a huge potential. We just heard about uh, Quantum today on, on Kane Mayfield's uh, public school. And I, I, I'm impressed with what they're bringing out uh, nice. with token gating and and how you mint your NFTs and bring in more features. Uh, so it's it's just crazy how people are coming up with new and innovative ideas. And I'm just positive. Yeah. 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 It's exciting. It's uh, the evolution is ongoing, you know, so it's definitely amazing for sure. For sure. Well, uh, I know I've taken more than an hour of your time. It's been really, really a uh, great conversation. I think that the NFT space in India, uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for that Colors of India DAO. I think that is a really great uh, organization and initiative. But like you say, you know, especially during the bear market, it might be hard finding new members and growing, swelling those numbers and convincing people why they should jump on the blockchain. Well, that's why we're here. You know, the innovators, the builders, right? We're going to just keep doing what we're doing. Hopefully people see it and get interested and excited um you know we live stream on twitch so that the gamers see it and and tune in um we'll see how much progress we're making on that front but it's a it's a con consistent uh, evolution and i don't think we need to stress ourselves out too much you know there's a lot made about quote unquote mass adoption and when's everybody going to come join us over here and i don't think that's necessarily the important question it's you fine. know the more important question is what value can you bring to the space and then what value can you get out of the space as well you know like being able to sell your art being able to learn about 3d builds learn about what the metaverse is and how to actually bring your art into the metaverse bring your art onto the blockchain and into nfts and sell your art and just join this new creator economy you know so we'll just keep banging that drum and uh see who else comes in um did you have any uh final thoughts on anyone lit for anyone listening um as far as you know why you're doing what you're doing what the metaverse holds you know what you're looking forward to the most uh any final thoughts jagar every everything that motivates me is mostly doing the right thing you know supporting others bringing pushing people because i i, I am an artist a lot of my years was wasted you know bringing the confidence of talking about my art and you know being confident my pretending myself that I'm, i i am good at what i do so keep keep supporting the artists around you rather than you know pitching for for these nfts that that you hear from the big the celebrities and and these vcs and these big companies rather than that look for artists around you and support them i think that that will be a big move and it does come back in different ways for you so yeah, just just be helpful, be spread the love, and, and don't be clicking links. That's important if you don't know where yeah. the links are from. As always, don't be clicking links. The more you the space grows, it's going to be more 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 important to you know call focus on this you know this yeah. is very important security is super people. important and um, there's yeah. a lot of shady yeah. people out there trying to tell you all kinds of nonsense through your DMs. Definitely want to ignore that all the time. Do not click on any links from anybody you do not know. <laughs> 
Thank you. A good disclaimer there, Jagar. And I'm looking at these Kane Mayfield Tims, and I definitely need those in the metaverse, man. Those shoes are popping. <laughs> I'm going to have to reach out to them and see what I can do. I don't know how much those bad boys are going to cost, but I need some Kane Mayfield Tims in the metaverse. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks you to everybody who's joined us on the stream. We'll be live uh, next Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern. And until then, catch you in the metaverse. Peace out, everybody. Peace.